I'm Danette May, and today on Manifestable, I am chatting with the incredible Jen Sincero. She is the New York Times bestselling author of You Are a Badass, and we're talking all about manifesting your dream life. I absolutely know that our thoughts create our realities and beliefs are just thoughts that we keep thinking a lot. So when you get serious about creating the life you want to live and you start meditating and really not just taking what life throws at you, but molding your life by being really conscious of what you focus on and what you think about, it works. Welcome to Manifestable, where you'll receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. Each week, I will bring you epic guests, live coaching, and manifestation tools to remind you of your power. You have the ability to achieve extraordinary things, and the time to start is now. I'm constantly asked where I find the energy to run three businesses and travel the world all while being a wife and a mom of two. And the truth is there are a lot of tools in my belt to manage my energy, but I have to be really real. One of my favorite ones is drinking cacao bliss. Actually, I am drinking it right now. I like doing it when I have to work because it gives me so much energy. It gives me energy without the crash like caffeine does or like coffee, which totally messes up your adrenals. And it actually taps me into my heart, which makes me feel more connected to source and to source energy. It is absolutely game changing for me. And when I discovered the superfood that cacao is, I knew I needed to bring it to the masses so everyone could experience a healthy alternative to energy drinks, supplements, coffee, whatever it is, so that you have access to a healthy, delicious, amazing chocolatey drink. And that is why I created Cacao Bliss. Now, it's not just raw cacao. It is infused with seven additional superfoods. So it's super amazing for immunity. It has this amazing chocolatey decadent taste with only less than one gram of sugar. So that is insane. So if you want to experience the healing powers of Cacao Bliss, for a limited time only, you can go to earthechofoods.com. You can grab yourself a bag, I suggest two, of <laughs> Cacao Bliss by using the code MANIFESTABLE. This is for all of you Manifestable podcast listeners. Go to earthechofoods.com and use the code at checkout, MANIFESTABLE, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Yeah, 15% off. So go to earthechofoods.com and use MANIFESTABLE at checkout and get 15% off. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome to Manifestable. Before I introduce the incredible guests for today, I want to thank you all for listening to the Manifestable podcast. Your support means so much to me. If you're loving what you're hearing, please give the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. Reading your reviews makes my day, so keep them coming. And while you're at it, if so you don't miss any episodes that are coming out, go ahead and on Spotify, just click the follow button. And then in Apple, just click the plus button. That'll allow you to follow. And that lets you know when episodes are coming out and you can listen to them when you're driving or walking or cleaning your home. So you don't miss this growth opportunity. But today, our guest is Jen Sincero. You guys probably know this name better by her best-selling, it's number one New York Times best-selling book, You Are a Badass. <laughs> Have you guys heard of that book? You are a badass. You are a badass at making money, 
these books, literally, I've read multiple times, given them to my friends, my friends have read, and it's not just me who's read these. So there have been over 5 million copies sold worldwide in over 40 languages. These books are changing the trajectory of the planet. But Jen Sincere is not only just a best-selling author and speaker, she's also a motivational cattle prod who's helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives via her products, speaking engagements, books, and more. So what we do today when I bring on Jen, we're going to talk a little bit about what does she use to manifest a best-selling book, extreme amounts of money living a life of doing the things she loves. We talk about people-pleasing. She shares a really powerful, potent message at the end of this where she talks directly to you about why she took the time to actually be on this podcast and this message she has for you. This woman has really shown that she knows how to manifest, that she knows how to create. And she was broke as a joke in her 40s, questioning her life and she shares exactly what she did to change it. You're not going to want to miss this episode. All of the information on how to follow more about Jen Sinceros in the show notes, but I want to get started into this episode right away. Well, I am so excited to be connected with you today. Your books have inspired me. They've inspired my oldest daughter and countless of my friends. And I just want to ask you, what was the thoughts you had about writing this book, You Are a Badass? You know, I originally came up with the idea because I had read every self-help book under the sun, getting my own act together, my act that needed much togetherness that was not there at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so many of them were so good and they helped me so, so much. But I was a writer by trade. And I remember reading them and being like, I could write the crap out of a self-help book. Like, where's the jokes? Where's the curse words? Where's the edginess? So I just sort of found that, you know, where's the one I want to (laughs) read? Sort of. Wow. Yeah. So were you doing coaching prior? Were you helping people really discover their power prior to writing this book? I was. Yeah. And in what capacity? Because you said you were an author prior. Were you also doing one-on-one coaching or how did that, what did that look like? Gosh, let me try and remember. Okay. So I think, yes, because I write about some of my private clients in the book. So I had started an online business coaching entrepreneurs how to write and sell their nonfiction book proposals. Oh that my was my gosh, first. That's awesome. Well, and also I was like, I'm going to be the book proposal lady. Like, oh, let me, but <laughs> I tripled my income. My coach at the time was like, do you want to be broke and cool or rich and cheesy? I was like, rich and cheesy. So I did the, because I was so too cool for school about the online marketing thing and whatever. Anyway, it's a different story. But anyway, I did it. It was hugely successful because I had an amazing coach and I was ready. Like I did all the scary things she told me to do. So I was coaching those guys. I was coaching some of them privately. And I also had private, just life coaching clients. What were some of the scary, now now you dropped a nugget. I'm like, I got to know this. Like, what were some of those scary things your coach was having you step into at mm. that time? Not being so wrapped up in my identity as a cool person. You know, I was in a rock band. I was, wow. yeah, I had this whole thing. So like me with my little like entrepreneurial outfit, my little haircut, my little banner, you know, back in the day, like you had to have your squeeze page look a certain way. So I was just like, Oh my God, if any of my bandmates see this or anybody who's like in my rock and roll scene sees this, I'm going to be so humiliated. And then at the same time, I was like, 
oh my God, if any of my coaching clients see that I was in a band called Crotch, they are going to immediately ask for their money back. So I was like, stuck. And Who am I? Exactly. So the scary thing was, was just sort of being available to move into a new version of myself and unhook from that old identity. But that old identity came back. And then I merged them. You know, that's what you are a badass is. It's sort of like the rock and roll self-help book. So Thank God I had the guts to sort of foray into something that felt uncomfortable, but was totally in the direction that I wanted to go, which was making money. Okay. So she basically was like, you got to strip your idea. You got to not worry about other people think you got to step into different versions of yourself and keep your eye on the prize. Like, do you want to make money? Because my thing was all about how broke I was. I was living in a garage in an alley and everything I was half-assing wasn't working shockingly. So she was like, this is a way that you can make money doing something you're good at. Like you've, I had already published two books. So she's like, you're a good writer. You know how to sell them. You're helping people. Like what's so bad about that? So yeah. And I was kind of a natural coach anyway. So it wasn't so out of the realm of what I was good at. I just had a lot of hangups around it, but anything outside of your comfort zone is going to freak you out in some way. So it really taught me like, is it enough in alignment with who I am and what I enjoy? And is it going to help me achieve my goal? Like you don't get to have the 100% perfect thing all the way through, right? We all have to do stuff we're not that psyched about doing. And it led to being a coach. It led to writing your badass. So it totally led to stuff that I loved. So taking that first uncomfortable step was the biggest thing. Wow. That is, I actually love this because I did not know all this back end on you. Did yeah. she tell you what other things did you have to step in? Like, I'm super curious about because this book isn't like it was just a success. It was a huge success and it reached so many people. And I think it continues to do so. But was there a part of you that was intending it to have as big of effect as it has had, or was it no. more just around, I just want to be able to pay my bills, live the life I want to live. So I'm going to write this book. <laughs> I did, as I said, this is, You Are Badass is my third book. And I got super piddly advances for the other two. I never even recouped them. Between. What was your first book? What was the name of the first uh, one? Don't Sleep With Your Drummer. It was about being in a rock band. Okay. That's it's the first. Novel. What's the second? Uh, the Straight Girl's Guide to Sleeping with Chicks. <laughs> Yeah. And that so one did, didn't do well. That seems like a great it title. Did pretty well. It did pretty well, but, you know, certainly nowhere in the neighborhood of You Are a Badass. So I didn't, ex are you kidding? Like what's happened with it? There's no way in hell I ever would have dreamed it. But I was hoping really that I would at least recoup my advance, which means you make enough in book sales to cover what your publisher paid you. And then you start making royalties, which is passive income. But that's honestly kind of rare, even for that. Yeah, right. So I wasn't really expecting to make money on the book. I needed it as a calling card for my coaching business. I was like, if I'm a coach and I have a published book on a real life publisher, that gives me so much street cred. So I was really looking at it to just sort of boost my coaching business. No, Did it boost never. your coaching business? Yes. <laughs> Yes. So that was off. the intention. Oh, yeah. That was your manifesting as like, I would like to yeah. boost up my coaching business. Did you have specific measures that you wanted to hit with your coaching business? Like a certain amount of money, a certain amount oh, yeah. of clients. Mm -hmm. And did you yeah. hit that with that intention being set? Oh, above and beyond. Above I don't even beyond. coach anymore because the book's making so much money. So I don't even, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So fascinating. Yeah. So, okay. Where do you stand when it comes to this idea of manifesting? I'm just super curious because obviously 
you live this like really unique life of like so much dimension. Where does this intention or this idea of manifesting, what's your thoughts on it? I, you know, we're manifesting all the time, whether we like what we're manifesting or don't like it, but our thoughts do. I absolutely know that our thoughts create our realities and beliefs are just thoughts that we keep thinking a lot. So when you get serious about creating the life you want to live and you start meditating and really not just taking what life throws at you, but molding your life by being really conscious of what you focus on and what you think about, it works. It's exciting. Like, I feel like I got on in on this magic trick, you know, it's really I do because I I feel like so for so long I was asleep and I didn't, you know, I was just, you know, you know, trying to make it happen, working hard, pushing against stuff. And once I started reading all the self-help books and getting coaching and getting into this, it doesn't need to be as hard as we make it. And I just feel like what a gift to know that. And, you know, of course, I screw it up all the time, like everybody, and I'm hooked on certain things that I'm actively trying to unhook from. So we've all got work to do, but I do know that I have that power and I find that so exciting. That is so cool. Okay. You said magic trick and it, when you were talking, I like literally thought I saw like this little, like, you know, the magic wand that you see that the magicians use and you're like, Oh, I see that I have the stick and I can, I know how to use it. Can you describe to us, I know I'm just totally asking you random, but you have created miracles and I think you're constantly creating miracles. So can you share with us what you think that magic is a little bit? Because you mentioned meditating. Were you meditating when this all transpired in your life? When the book- When you were like starting to step into writing this book and growing your business that you now don't have to do because now you have this magic stick. Curious, like, what do you feel like that magic stick formula is? It was intention. It was, I was so hell bent. Like I really got to the point, I was in my forties and I was making like 30 grand a year. And I was just like, come on, you're- this can't, it was really more just about, this is the best you're going to do in your life. Your one shot at life. Like I knew I could do better than that. So for me, it was all, it wasn't just about the money, which it was, I mean, being broke is terrifying and super boring, but it was also about showing up, you know, having just being a bigger person, the person I knew I could be. So for me, it was about doing whatever it took. So reading the self-help books again, I was really cool. So self-help books were cheesy. So I did that. I went to all the money-making seminars I could get my hands on, like high five. I mean, I make fun of this all the time, like high-fiving people with my little name tag, doing whatever they told me. Like I did everything. I always joke, like I was such a prime candidate to be in a cult because I was so available. I was so available. I was going to do whatever it took. So I was like, okay, if that's me pushing through my fear, I'll do it. And, you know, you can get screwed over. Thank God I didn't. But anyway, so I just, I was really, I didn't care how uncomfortable, how expensive, how stupid I looked. I was in because I had made the decision that I was going to change my life. So I did wow. everything. Yeah. Have you ever tried meditation, but struggled to stick with it? Maybe you've battled the unwanted hamster wheel of thoughts or questioned if you're even doing this right. Let me tell you, you're not alone. We all recognize the benefits of meditation and want to make it a habit, but without the right tools, this may feel impossible. Well, I have the perfect tool for you that you can add to your repertoire of manifestation habits. 
the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Each week, the host Kelly Smith, an award-winning meditation teacher, shares a new guided meditation that covers topics ranging from instant insomnia relief to energizing morning sessions, clearing out negativity to manifesting love. Not only is there a relatable topic for everyone, but Kelly's years of experience and soothing voice creates an incredibly calm environment to achieve your meditation goals. With a vast library of over 375 episodes, you're bound to find a meditation that resonates with your current mood. But I haven't even shared the best part. Each session ranges from five to 20 minutes long, making it realistic and possible for anyone to fit this practice into their daily routine. So if you're ready to bid farewell to meditation guesswork and invite more mindfulness into your life, make sure to tune into the Mindful in Minutes hosted by Kelly Smith, wherever you're currently enjoying podcasts. This is really powerful what you're saying, because I sense there are people who are dancing on the line. You know, they're like, I want it, but then I but I don't go all the way in. And you're like saying, I read all the books. I went to all the seminars. I did whatever I could to rewrite this story that I was creating within myself. That's powerful. Okay. We all know you are a badass. The book is next level. By the way, I've read it guys. Like I, I give my, those books to my kids. Like I just mentioned earlier, like I want them to get this knowledge quicker than I got it. What other books did you read? when you were in your self-development oh phase. Can you just name like the top, like three, like yes. just three. Happily. So the number one book, because I was, mine was all about money, was The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Yes, I've read that. Right? <laughs> so good. And also really short, like it gets to the point. Yeah. I hate people who blather on and on. So <laughs> that book, I've read that book a gazillion times. Oh my God, my top three. I also, I liked Think and Grow Rich. That was another big one for me. Nepal, like all these old white dudes, like back in the early 1900s. Good book, uh, guys. Good book. Yeah, so good. I loved Byron Katie's Loving What Is was really, was really monumental for me. Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love. All the old school Louise Hay. Wayne Dyer, I liked a lot of his stuff. I can't remember the names of those books right now. But I mean, I bet I read them all over and over and over and over. Wow, this is, and you also dropped something that I'm just super fascinated about as this like other girl in this human form, but you were like, yeah, I was like, I thought you were like early forties. I'm like looking at you right now. And I thought you were in your forties and you just said in my forties, I was, and I'm like, how have you just gotten younger since you've picked up your magic stick? That's another thing I've learned to do is reverse my age. Yes. I want to talk about that because I'm like looking at you and I'm like, Wait a minute. She I have just... really good lighting. It's all about lighting, honey. I'm 58 <laughs> in a week. And it's all about lighting. <laughs> no, can you, do you honestly feel like you are looking younger than you would if you wouldn't have picked up the magic stick and done all the self-help growth? I think stress ages you, absolutely. And, you know, everybody's like, money can't buy you happiness. But first of all, it can. Like, it, you know, obviously it's not the be all and all, but, but it does not help. stressing out about money makes me happy. And yeah. And I just think that, it, you know, all money does is provide you freedom and options and ease. Yeah. Oh, and I think those three things help you just look better because it's easier to live life. Right. When you wrote, you are a badass at making money. Did you write that once money started really coming into your life and going, okay, these are the things that I took on to shift my mindset and that's why I want to write this book. Yes and no. I mean, when I wrote You Are a Badass, because again, my whole foray into self-transformation was around money. So the book, You Are a Badass, all the chapters are probably like 
10 to 12 pages, but the money chapter is like 25 pages. Cause I was like, thing. cause I was so turned on by everything. I, I was like, if I can do it, if my broke ass can do it at 40, anybody can. Like I was so mired in my poverty consciousness and stuff. So I was really excited to share it. And it was such a no brainer to have Badass at Making Money be the next book because there was still so much I wanted to go more deeply into because I felt like I could really, really speak to that since it was my biggest hurdle at the time. Yeah, that's really great. What's Do you have anything on the docket to create or write moving forward? You know, it's funny. I always do. And I don't, I'm not one of those people who has to write to feel good. It's kind of the opposite. But what happens to me is I get an idea and I can't shake it off my leg. And I'm like, fine, I'll write you like finally. So I have, I have an idea that is kind of latching on. It's latching onto the leg. (laughs) And you're like, I can't shake it off. (laughs) I can still shake it off. So I'm not working on it yet, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm thinking about it. And so pretty soon I'll be in my bathrobe, in the room, writing every day. (laughs) Yeah. What does writing look like for you when you're in creation mode? What does that look like genuinely? Well, I've really learned something important about procrastination and being honest about who you are and how you work and not subscribing to how you're supposed to do it. So for, you know, procrastination is such a dirty word. And I do think procrastination is not great if you end up not doing what you set out to do, or you do a bad job at it because you put it off for so long. But I've written, I think, six books or seven books now, and I've written them all in a month. And I'm not, I'm just saying this is, this is how I do it. And it's anyway. So now that I know that when I sign a contract with a publisher, they give you eight months to write the rough draft. Right. So now I spend the first seven months going hiking and hanging out. And then I know come because I know myself, I used to spend all eight months freaking out and not working but not having fun. And then at the last month I would put on the robe and do the work. So now I'm like, all right. And believe me, I've tried like with badass at making money because you are, you are a badass was doing so well. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself two months because this is big. Like I got that, I got to follow that book and it's got to be really, really good. So I gave myself two months and I spent the first month crying. And then I started writing it <laughs> after that <laughs> month was over. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to, so I know how I work. So I'm a sprint runner. So all of you people out there who feel like, it's not okay that you don't have good work-life balance, whatever. If that's how you roll, capitalize on it. Like yeah, give, let, I mean, I know I got a month and every time I sit down to write that book in a month, I'm like, I've been lying. There is no way I can write this rough draft in a month. There is, it's just not humanly possible. I really, every time don't think it's possible and I do it every time. So So I know that about myself now and my work-life balance is work my ass off for little spurts of time and then go backpacking. Go backpacking. Yeah. That's, is that a love language for you going backpacking? Like you love backpacking? Yeah. Being in hiking boots somewhere. Yes. (laughs) Wow. I think that's important for people to know. So, okay. You don't have to tell us what maybe you're creating. So you just talked about this book that's kind of trying to attach to your leg (laughs) and this idea we'll be looking for it, but is there something that's maybe even outside of a book realm that you're like, really like to experience that. And if there is something, what formula are you going to take on or what are you going to embody to bring that into your Well, that's a great question because I'm in the middle of that right now. Like I'm not under contract for any more books. I used to be fully motivated by money and I'm good in that department for, you know, 
miracle of miracles. So that motivation is left, which is a quality problem, but it's a little disorienting. So I'm, and I'm like, what is the next thing? And I'm really not even, and I've done so many, I don't have a bucket list, you know? So I've done a lot of the stuff I already want to do. So I'm really in an interesting point in my life where I'm, I'm just being sort of comfortable in the discomfort of not knowing right now and just writing down everything that comes to me and having conversations with people and just anything that sparks me is written down and noted. And I'm just figuring it out, honestly. Wow. But, you know, I think that is a formula in itself is being okay to not know, not know what this North Star is or this bucket list item is, but just being in the curiosity and then writing it down and then being okay with maybe, maybe not, but I'm going to just write it down and I'm going to stay open to the curiosity and see where it leads me. And being really watchful of not doing things just because I can. Like now, so now my three things are, is it going to be fun? Is it going to give me energy or deplete my energy? And is it going to have meaning? So those are the three things that I run everything through. So even though, you know, my agent, my editor, who I love so much, they obviously want another book. I'm really keeping my eyes on and my heart on what do I want and not people please and not make decisions for the wrong reasons. And even if I do big deal, like all course correct and I'll learn some things, but I'm just really being in the, in the question for now as much as I can. Well, you know, I have to say hearing all this now, I'm like even more appreciative that you said yes to being on this podcast because you didn't have to, it's not, you know, you have a very clean filter of like what you're going to spend your time on and where you're going to be. And so I don't take that lightly. I don't take your time lightly. And anyone listening, you know, I don't take your time lightly either. So I want to ask you as we close out, what is the message that you feel for the people who are tuning in and listening to your episode right now? What is that message you want to share? Because you said yes to this and there's got to be some deep reason for you to say yes Mm -hmm. and a message that must be shared right now. I think that, first of all, it's really important to take care of yourself first. I think that this, especially women, I don't know if your audience is mainly women, but I do think that we are trained to put everybody before us and sort of sidetrack our needs. And so to really take the time to, first of all, get clear on who you are and what's fun for you and what you love and what has meaning for you, and then giving yourself the permission and the boundaries and the means to create that because you got one life on planet earth as a you that is you. And it's like sacrificing yourself and people pleasing. Like I really, I do feel like this is something that I've really learned when I hit 50. And again, I am so far from perfect on it, but this whole thing of like caring so much what other people think Man, like let you get some wrinkles, but that gorilla starts crawling off your back. Like you just stop caring so much what other people think. I mean, I certainly do to some degree, but I don't really have the energy. It's like, I just don't have the energy anymore. So it's like, man, I wish I was better at that when I was younger to just really, as long as I'm in integrity and I'm following, you know, what I think is good and I'm following my own heart, that's that's really all that matters in the way that other people react to it. Of course, it doesn't mean you're going to go out and screw everybody over because, you know, But if you're in integrity, that lifts everybody up around you rather than being resentful because you're trying to please them or doing what they want in spite of yourself. You know what I mean? It's so much cleaner and you just really get good at coming from that place and always asking yourself, 
why am I saying this? Why am I doing this? You know, why? Is it because it feels right and good and true to me? Or is it to look cool or please somebody or, you know, whatever? So. Wow. That is really, really good. I know I needed to hear that. I imagine so many people needed to hear that. I really appreciate you and your time. I appreciate you for your service of what you've created, for your time in creating it, your brain power in creating it. And thank you so much for being on here and for being a, an example of the power of manifesting and the power that we each have and the freedom to strip ourselves from people pleasing. I appreciate that. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a delight. <laughs> yeah, love you. And I hope you guys have loved this episode. Please tag Jen and myself. All of her information obviously is in the show notes and tag us, let us know. What did you love hearing? We like hearing it. We love knowing that we served in some way. And I just want to say thanks, Jen Sincero again, and all of you who are tuning in today. And I hope you got the nugget you needed to really expand the true essence of who you are. Sending all my love. What an incredible episode with Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass. If you have not checked out this book, check it out. It will shift your life. Or even checking out the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money is really, really impactful. And if you implement some of the things in these books, I promise you, if they're implemented, it will shift your life. Your life will not be the same as you know it. And I just want to say, I love having you be a listener on this podcast. And I want to say thank you for being a part of this manifestable family. And to make sure that we stay up to date as a family, I would love for you to take a minute and go and follow this podcast. So if you're on Apple, just go in upper right-hand corner and click the plus sign. If you're on Spotify, click the follow button and we'll stay connected. And that way you don't miss any episodes. If I have special announcements, then I'll make them here on the podcast. You just are staying up to date in the manifestable world and what's going on and continue growing. I love having you here. Thank you for joining me. And until next time. Are you ready to call it a deep, spicy, <laughs> loving relationship? Maybe you're single and ready to mingle, or maybe you're in a committed relationship that has just lost its flame. Regardless of where you're at, listen up, because I have the perfect tool for you. Here's the deal. I believe in giving away free things. I believe that when I give, I get that everything has energy. So what I'm going to be doing for you, and I've done this for my high-level coaching clients, I'm going to give it to you now. And it's absolutely free. And it's called Attract the Love You Desire. And it's a visualization. You have to understand that everything you desire lies within your subconscious. And rewiring your subconscious through visualization is the key to creating this in your life. You may have heard of this. Maybe you haven't. It's not all that woo. There is a lot of science backed behind this, but what you got to do is actually do it. You got to rewire that subconscious mind and you do it through listening to visualizations. This is what I've done to literally change my whole life. I feel like this is going to help so many people and I want to help you out because you are a listener to the podcast. You're on my YouTube 
you deserve this. So it all it takes is just a few minutes every day. That's right, a few minutes a day. And I'll walk you through how to call in the deep, loving relationship that you desire. So just go to DanetteLove.com. That's true. That's it. Danette, D-A-N-E-T-T-E-L-O-V-E.com and download it for free. And it's going to go right into your inbox or right onto your phone. So you can listen to it, whether you're walking, laying down, meditating, you're just going to put in your email and then it's going to go right into your inbox. This is literally going to help you from better sex to deeper love to finding your soulmate. This visualization will lead the way. It's time to open yourself up to more fulfilling love life. Go to DanetteLove.com. That's right. D-A-N-E-T-T-E-L-O-V.com. I'm with you, girl. I see you. I feel you. We all deserve this. And I can't wait for you to see how visualization is going to impact your life.